Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that person who gets John Piper his yearly Butterfinger Blizzard, because you know he ain't going out there and getting that goodness himself, this podcast is for you. I barely got through that. That is such the tongue twister. <laughs> this is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. <laughs> Welcome to Everyday a Monday. And with me in the trenches this morning, I'm very excited because we've got a DJ in the house. He's dropping beats and turning tables down there in Yuma, Arizona, uh, where, incidentally, they don't have to worry about daylight savings. So I'm kind of jealous about that. Uh, and if you've got computer problems, he'll fix those for you, too. I'm talking about the one and the only Michael Fierez. Did I say your last name right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's actually Fierros. <laughs> Fieros. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. Right, man, I even practiced it. I like went on your Facebook page and oh, was like, okay, pronounced oh, pronounced right. as <laughs> and I like phonetically spelled it out on my notes here and I still screwed it up. Okay. No, no worries. Um <laughs> so so question question before we get going here, Mike. Um uh-huh. dropping beats and turning tables, is that actually a thing, or did I just display how white I am? <laughs> no, it's actually a thing, believe it or not. Uh, okay. uh, especially in the genre of hip hop. Uh, uh, no, you got a spot on. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Mike, give us just a short bio of who you are, just kind of your story um, and what you do for a living. How, how'd you get into that? Just, just, just give us a story of you. Um, well, I was born and raised here in New Arizona, where it's really hot. I am married; been married for ten years now. I'm a computer technician. I have my own little IT business here in Yuma, and I got into it because my grandfather was an electronics technician. Uh, my dad was a computer technician, and I kind of followed suit with it. So I kind of it's kind of like a family quote unquote lineage, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. Um, got into that, but before I got into that, I went to DJing. Uh, before I was a believer, kind of did my own thing. And that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, it right there as far as what I do and uh, how I got into it. Cool, cool. Now, I admittedly don't know the first thing about DJing. Uh, I like to know. I like to think I know some stuff about music. Yeah. But when you're when you're DJing, what's what's one of the hardest parts of that of that job for you? Maybe maybe on the technical side, or maybe just on the on the practical side. Like, what's what's something that 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 is a continuous problem that that you're having to to work through? Um. So. Depending on, you know, where you're DJing at, um, for me particularly, uh, being a Christian hip-hop DJ myself, um, I have a lot of youth coming up to me saying if I could uh, play Rihanna or if I could play Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Here's the, uh, thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Regardless of whether you're not you're a Christian – you should that's, not be playing with that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Horrible. All right. like, no, I hear you on that. Ra- raise your bar a little bit, people. Come yeah. on. <laughs> that's true. That's At least get true. some Coolio in there or something. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Coolio. <laughs> <Old stuff. laughs> yeah. Fantastic Voyage or something. Yes, that's right. No, no, no. I'm white. I only know Gangster's Paradise. That's the only Coolio song I know. <laughs> That's a good track, actually. It's a it's 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 a kicking track, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, what's the um, what's the best part of DJing, man? Like, like, what's the part where you're just like, man, this is this is why I'm doing it. Oh man, um, so you know, we call it when you're in the quote unquote zone. 
Um, so whether you're mixing, you're scratching, um, if you're uh, um, beat matching or whatnot, mixing, that's when you're really in the zone as far as, for me particularly, um, I'll put like a Paul, Wash- Paul Washer sermon and have like a really good hip-hop beat on it. And when I'm scratching him and, and, and taking different verses he's using and I'll kind of mash it up a little bit, that's when I'm, I think I'm in the zone. As far as, you know, especially when it comes to scratching, I love scratching, especially being here on the West Coast. You know, we love we love our turntables and scratches and whatnot. And that's right. Uh, yep. And uh, so that, that's why I'm, I really love uh, the aspect of it. OK, so you'll actually take sermons mm-hmm. and overlay them with a beat. Yeah. And just kind of mix them in like as a as a scratch track. So so are you are you actually. Um, scratching and manipulating like Paul Washer's voice yeah. in there uh, as well. Paul, Paul Washer, Martin Lloyd Jones, uh, RC Sproul, what? Jeff Durbin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> Cause in my mind, like right now, like picturing RC Sproul and hip hop is like really, <laughs> really hard, but I, I bet you it would work. It does. That's awesome. Oh, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> So, Mike, give us give us the story of how Christ found you, how you came to faith in Christ. Uh, you know, just everybody has a different story of how it happened. For sure. Um, so, so in two thousand four, I was working at um, AWC, which is which is Arizona Western College here in New Arizona, and I was working in agriculture department at that time, working on media, doing uh, doing video and audio. Um, I got laid off, and so I was kind of going through personal issues, being a young man at that time. So, um, had a friend, a good friend of mine, still actually. Every time he picked me up, um, he'd have preaching on the radio. I, I didn't like it. Over time, <laughs> over time, I started asking him questions as far as the Bible. I, I asked him, "Why do you listen to this stuff?" This, you know. Um, and then out of the blue, one day, um, I just felt a sudden urge just to read the scriptures, and I didn't know what where to start in the scriptures. So uh, my friend of mine took me to a Barnes and Noble and bought me my first little blue Bible. I started reading in Genesis, had a bunch of questions. Well, what, you started at the beginning. I started in the beginning, yeah, because I didn't oh, know where to start. <laughs> all right, man. Hey, no, that's great. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Just, you can find Jesus in Genesis. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He's in there, man. Yeah. He is in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, had a, I still had a bunch of questions. Uh, uh, had a meeting with his pastor, asked him a bunch of questions, and that's when the Lord just grabbed me from where I was at and saved me right then and there. Um, although my theology back then was uh, very light on the light side, so mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know you know what was going on, but I knew that God had saved me. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about any theological terms and whatnot, but that's when. That's when God saved me, got baptized, and uh, been walking for the Lord ever since. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, anyone that follows you on Facebook, I think one of the things that connected us, you know, we we became Facebook on uh, we became friends on Facebook first, really <laughs> randomly. Yeah, we did. Uh, like it was just kind of an out of the blue thing. I was like, all right, like like this guy's got RC Sproul like quotes on his Facebook page. It can't <laughs> be that bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, uh, just just give us for for uh, the listeners we have that are, uh, you know, theology nerds like I am, which there might be one or two. So everyone else, sorry. Uh, but uh, give us just kind of the process of how you came into reform theology, because I've, I've always I always find that a really interesting question to hear pe- different people's stories of how they really started getting a love for the study of theology. Definitely. Um. So mid last year, I say around June or July kind of going through personal things and 
um, it just kind of illuminated in my mind and and also my heart that you know there are certain questions I had as far as the church community and you know which which route to take on the Bible, and so I started asking questions. Well, internet is out there, and so I plugged in and said, you know, what is Reformed theology? Because I've heard it before. I listened to R.C. Sproul's whole series on what is Reformed theology. I have the book as well. Um, That'll do it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Right, right, when I, yeah. right when I saw his series, man, I was just like, I was just blown away because I, I didn't know what the doctrines of grace was. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything of that. So it was new to me. So I was like, wait a minute, why am I learning this at church? I'm not learning it. So mm-hmm. um, started listening to Paul Washer after that. Uh, started listening to Jeff Durbin. Had a lot of questions as far as you know, what's assurance of faith? And I never asked these questions before, uh, mm-hmm. being a believer. Uh, and flash forward a few months later, we're now in March 1st now and, uh, and just keep on learning. I'm listening to different preachings. Um, didn't know who actually I've heard John Piper before him. Cause I've listened to Shy Lynn and the brothers from, from the old lap mode ministries. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've always listened to Shy Lynn. I just never really pay attention for what he's saying. Sure. <laughs> the first time I heard Charles Spurgeon's track was Spurgeon track on Shy Lynn. That's the first time I ever heard of Charles Spurgeon. I've never heard him before. Wow. Um, um, so I kind of went back at it and kind of thought, you know, the Lord leaves little breadcrumbs for us and see if we could pick up on them. And, yeah. and, and definitely it, it, it really changed my theology. I went from going really light to really, really reformed now, now that I got, sure. the, now I got the, uh, Charles Spurgeon, uh, emojis. So I guess. I'm oh yeah, that's right. Now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. There, there are Charles Spurgeon text emojis that uh, uh, are applicable for any situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um oh man no that's awesome yeah 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 that's that that's that's really cool yeah shylin is a definite favorite of mine as well oh, definitely. uh yeah i've listened that's to his great. his uh his theology tracks um false teachers uh oh, you know I agree. it's just nuts shout out to shylin yeah that's right shout out shylin if you're listening shylin <laughs> let's get on the podcast man let's do it there we go yeah um so hey this podcast being about the church, serving in church, and uh, you know, you know, the commitment to that. Give us, give us some info on where you go to church and what uh, what aspect of your church you really, really appreciate. So right now, our current home church is uh, called Ala Viva. It's a uh, it's a Hispanic uh, congregation uh, with a lot of English speakers. Um, so they're actually going to do a English service here pretty soon. Um, so a lot of my my skill set. Uh, leans toward a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, audio production, uh, video editing, so and also tech support. So they at- use my talents in that aspect, and mm. uh, I really enjoy it because you know it's it's a privilege anyway to serve in the Lord, whether it's doing a podcast, whether it's serving in in, in 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 his in his home or his house, or on the streets, you know, preaching the gospel. Um, so in any capacity that we're in, whether no matter what you do, it's a privilege just, just to serve Him and and to partake in that service with Him. So that's what I do at, at my home church. I I, um, I help with uh, uh, audio tech technical difficulties. Uh, run the soundboard. Uh, I'm usually the guy that you know rolls up the cables, that uh, fixes computer before the uh, service starts. Make sure uh, you know everything's running good. Make sure the network is up and running um, as far as the you know the internet connection and whatnot. So that's what I do at my home church. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and your job is a little bit of a double-edged sword because yeah. when something goes wrong up on that PowerPoint, yeah. 
every single head in that church is turning and staring Everybody's right at like, you. Yeah. <laughs> Even if the microwave's not working, they're kind of like, hey, Mike. Uh, yeah. It's you know, <laughs> microwave. <laughs> what do you think I am? I, I work on Macs. Yeah. I, I, what am I going to do with a microwave? Is, is it plugged in? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So – no, and that's awesome because, you know, the the sound and media crews of churches, you know, even if it's just one guy, they normally get all the pain yep. and, all, and all the guff. Yep. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm sure you hear. Mike, what's wrong like, with the feedback? How come it's not working? <laughs> that's right. Why, why, why aren't you mixing that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. Worthwhile service, and uh, definitely, and and yeah, yeah. Just from my limited experience, you know, in in church ministry, uh, I know that if that was gone, oh, we'd be lost. That'd be that'd be really bad. Um, so when you when you think about your service in church, and then also perhaps just Christians serving in general, maybe not just in church, but also work at your job. You know, you're a Christian in in an industry that's largely unchristian, mm-hmm. uh, right? So so yeah. how does your Christianity filter in and through and kind of develop your mindset of, of work and service. Definitely. Especially you, you hit it right on the dot, especially working in the tech industry, no matter what capacity, if you're a programmer, if you do IT support, um, it's definitely a, a industry that doesn't really, you know, no one really doesn't share the gospel. And so, and so what I do is I take it as a privilege to be a believer in an industry that does that. So one of the things I do is, um, you know, treat everybody fairly. Um, you definitely don't want, you know, being a business owner, you definitely don't want to, you know, you don't, you don't want to be unethical. So you definitely want to, you know, be ethical, have integrity, even around, you know, your colleagues. If, you, if there's another computer technician uh, that it might not be a believer, it might not love the Lord, and it gives you opportunity to um, definitely um, show an example, not only by your words, by your actions as well. I think there's a misconception and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong in, in that, that, that if, if Christians are going to be a Christian business owner, it means that you have John three sixteen plastered all over your, your business. You can, if you want, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But what, what you said, I really want to key in on is just being a good worker, showing people respect, doing your best in work, you know, being, being the, the coworker or being the employee or being the business owner that is known for integrity. Mm-hmm. That's known for being fair, right? That's yeah. very important. And I think often forgotten when, when people think about how, how, how can I be a Christian and work in the secular world as well? Right? Yeah. You, you hit it on the dot. And it's, and in this industry, I mean, you could, you could tell someone, "Hey, I'll fix the computer," and then charge them. You know, for example, I'm, I'm just exaggerating a million bucks for it when actually it just costs fifty bucks. You know, yeah. you don't want to overprice stuff, and that, that's something that uh, uh, you know we'll be accountable if we don't. Uh, you know, if we don't have those ethical or even that integrity to to assist our customers or employees and whatnot. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> shifting gears a little bit into more service in the local church. How do we foster a good and biblical attitude of service in the local church? What do you think? I believe you know when when you talk about service, and and, and I mentioned before it early in the podcast that it's a privilege, and so and so you know to partake in the Lord's service, whether what capacity you're in, it, it's it's a it's a, that person has to realize you know it's a privilege. And have that desire to serve. One example is when the pastor says, hey, you know, we're done with the service, but can, you know, if a few men could stay around and stack the chairs. Sometimes you're in a hurry, you can't help out 
whatnot. But definitely, you have to have a servant's heart. You know, if if you don't or you have or you struggle with it, you have you know go into prayer, go into scriptures, and and just seek him and just uh, you know ask for that. Have that servant's heart. You know, we have to realize that that. Uh, uh, we don't do this for us. We're not doing this for, hey, guys, look at us. We're we're on stage and whatnot. We're helping out, but we're doing it for him and, and, and for his glory. And and when it comes to realization of that, nothing else matters. Serving him mm-hmm. is what matters, and everything else is, is, is tossed by the wind. But I, I think definitely a realization how important it is. And and, and also, you, you'll, you won't take for granted, uh, you know, having the church there as far as, as a congregation because – there's times where you could be in the in the lowest of low in those in those seasons, and you know another brother from church when you're serving could lift you up, and 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 uh, it's definitely it's definitely a mindset that that has to change, um, but definitely starts with the heart first. Mm-hmm. What do you think some of the misconceptions are that church members have in regards to to serving in church? Before before looking to form theology, when I was you know on the light side of things. Um, I saw service as just uh, something we had to do for the Lord, um, mm. not really a desire uh, to tell you the truth as far as as far as a true desire to do it. Kind of an extra uh, thing you had to do. You didn't have to serve, but it's kind of an extra. You, you see it as a, well, if, if, if I serve, maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll get blessed more, you know, quote unquote. Um, yeah. So I had that attitude towards that and I had that knowledge. So I thought I thought that was true when in fact that's not true, you know. Uh, um, that's another misconception, um, at least what I had before. Um, and, and, and not only that, like you said it before, it trick you know, especially, you know, when you see, for example, our pastor here at a home church that we're currently attending, um, he's one of those pastors too, that he, if, you know, if the toilet needs to be cleaned in the restrooms, he's in there. If he, if the, the grass needs to be cut in the front lawn, he's out there. And, and, and definitely that shows an example. When you, when I see the pastor doing that, I'm like, dude, I need to, I need to start you know, put in some work because of the pastors doing that. Um, yeah, I need to get a little bit dirtier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's definitely, definitely a, 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 an example and, and a change of mindset. Yeah. 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 And it really is just like, you know, we can, we can point fingers and we can blame, mm-hmm. you know, blame people or blame, you know, the culture and, you know, definitely the culture has influenced the church in very negative ways for sure. But at the end of the day, it requires both leadership and church members to exhibit humility. Right. Yeah. And to yeah. show a desire to serve, a desire to and like you said, not not have this attitude of kind of kind of like a checks and balances thing, mm-hmm. right? To where like if I serve this, then you know, I've done my service for the church. I can check that box off the list. It's more of an attitude of, you know, I get to do this. This is really, really cool that the Lord has given me the ability to serve mm-hmm. him uh, in media, cleaning toilets, cutting grass, you know, yep. the music ministry, whatever it is. That is a blessing and a privilege that you get to give of your time, your treasure, your talent, and to serve serve your local church. Right? It, it definitely is, and 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 uh, something my my mother in law actually told me years ago, and didn't really quite understand what she really meant. And so she mentioned uh, to me one time that uh, um, you know it's a privilege to serve the Lord uh, in service. And so I thought I knew what she was saying, but now I truly understand what she really means and, and and it's it's uh um it's definitely a a privilege privilege to serve him whether you know be in the in the local congregation outside mm-hmm. the walls um preaching the gospel it's in any capacity it's it's a privilege and it's uh and we and we have responsibility to fulfill too right 
Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So how would you encourage, <clears throat> say you have somebody that comes up to you in your church and says, Mike, I, I want to serve. I just don't feel like it's appreciated. I don't, I don't believe it's worthwhile. How should we be encouraging our family to serve in the local church? How, how would you go about encouraging somebody in that? Um, right away, I'm going to go to scripture. Um, anybody that go. knows me since about a few months ago now <laughs> knows <laughs> I'm going to go straight to scripture and, and give an example of it and show also show example in front of them and kind of, uh, kind of mentor them or, or you could say, quote, unquote, disciple them as far as when it comes to service to the local church, uh, whether it be in sound, uh, what kind of attitude we should have. Um, uh, I give an example to a youth, one of the youth one time, and I, I told him, if you show up to work, you know, with a miserable attitude and you show up late, your boss is going to be pretty upset with you. <laughs> you know, there's going to be repercussions with that. Um, and so if we don't, if we don't take our service in, in, in the congregation, uh, you know, with, with, with a great attitude and, and, and knowing that it's a privilege to serve the Lord in that capacity, we won't do a great job for the Lord. And we have to give the Lord 100% no matter what we do. Um, but definitely, definitely mentorship is needed and, and looking at scripture and, and, and give an example of what it means to truly serve. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's something that, that I think a lot of churches, a lot of churches are doing. Some aren't is, is yeah. you are encouraging service by being the one to help provide it, mm-hmm. right? Say, Hey, look, I'm serving in this. Why don't you come along with me? You yep. know, and being the one to kind of lead by example, mm-hmm. like you say, your pastor does. Oh yeah. Right. It's yep. like, Hey, you know, we, we need you guys to serve, but I want you to be able, just kind of like Paul, you know, when he says, you know, imitate me as I imitate yep. Christ. Yeah. I want you to be able to imitate me as I serve in church so that you, that spurs you on to to want to do it also, right? Definitely, definitely. That That's a great scripture verse uh, when the Apostle Paul said that. Um, that's definitely uh, hits right in the dot. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was growing up, I used that 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 verse. I said, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ to my younger siblings," and it didn't it didn't go as well it goes as, as with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That. <laughs> they were like, "Well, I don't know what Christ you're imitating, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna stick here." It, it was a fair critique. Yeah, <laughs> it was fair. Um, talking about imitating Christians. Uh, and, 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 and imitating Christians that are living lives for the glory of God. When you think about the personality traits or the, um, the experiences or the stories of Christians that inspire you, inspire you to be more like Christ, inspire you to work harder than you're doing now for his glory. Who are those Christians for you? And what are those traits in them that you really appreciate? Oh man. Um, uh, I'll put R.C. Spro up there. Charles, definitely Charles Spurgeon. Uh, yes. Paul Washer, uh, Matt Chandler, um, John Piper, Jeff Durbin. I mean, you get these a lot. Uh, John MacArthur, man, you you have all these brothers and and and, and also sisters out there, and, and you know, I'm just amazed when they preach. I'm like, man, it comes so it comes so freely, but but you know, we tend to forget they put work you know, studying those scriptures and, and be able to preach that. And, and a lot of the traits I, I like from those men, uh, those men of God is um, just the dedication to have for the Lord and, and the zeal. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, we're, I'm working for, you know, we're serving the Lord in different capacities, one lot, but then I see brother, brother Paul Washer. I'm like, Oh man, his zeal is so, is so, um, uh, what's the word? Contagious. Uh, contagious. Yeah. There you go. That's the yeah, word. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the word I was trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, um, 
and 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 especially R.C. Sproul, you know, and um, our brother R.C. Sproul passed away, but man, his fruit is left behind is just enormous, and I'm just getting fed every day listening to a lot of his uh, teachings and preachings. Um, uh, yeah. the last, I mean, last uh, preaching I heard, I saw R.C. Sproul last night was preaching on on the atonement, and uh, hmm. um, man, I was just blown away at that sermon. I'm like, man, I wish I was there, and and and. You know, you think about all the traits, you know, these brothers, you know, when, when they go on to see the Lord or when the Lord picks us up is is their fruit is left behind. So I always tell my wife, you know, what do we want to, you know, when people remember us, are they remember us as, you know, oh, well, you know what? He was a good guy or is he, or they're going to say, you know, that guy was a that guy was a man of God or that one was a, was a woman of God. You know, it, it's 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 those traits I see in those particular men that uh, that that draws me closer to as far as continue with my zeal and 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 just scratching the surface as i am right now and and also brother shylin um that brother's also a pastor now and i just see their zeal I'm like man it's so contagious just like you said and that that's a, definitely a trait that um um that i see that that i, I definitely want to want to have and can hold hold to um just to you know just to finish the race right. uh, as we all do yeah yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I think we are in a society right now where we as Christians need to be holding on to Scripture tighter than we ever have. Definitely, right? I agree. Um, and you'll get ridiculed for it. You yep. will. You'll you'll get people that that uh, that that come against you and attack you. Um, but if you're if you're grounded in Scripture and you're yep. speaking truth and love with grace, um, but but the truth that you're speaking is Scripture. Man, yep. you hold on as tight as you can to that and don't let go, right? Definitely. Um, so talking about uh, serving in churches, you're in the media team, uh, you know, and the tech guy. So I know you got some of these. Uh, what, what's what's one of the funniest church experiences or or, or perhaps most unforgettable church experiences you, you've ever had? I know you have them. <laughs> <laughs> I do have some. Yeah. Um, so... Um, when I first, uh, when I first started to do audio in the church, um, there's a lot of buttons and knobs and I just knew that the, the, uh, the sliders, you know, turn up the volume and turn down the volume. That's all I knew. I didn't know how to equalize, didn't know how to mix. Um, and so one of the first times I've served in that capacity, um, I was serving in Sunday service and worship was, 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 uh, was going on. And one of the lead singers, you know, she, she has a beautiful voice. Um, however, uh, her microphone wasn't turned on. <laughs> oh no. But luckily, luckily, um, the way we have the singer set up, um, her voice was so loud that it caught up on other, other microphones. And I didn't oh. know at the time. Okay. Until after the fact, um, uh, I mean, I, there's one time where the lead guitarist didn't have his uh, his uh, guitar connected to the amp, and, uh, and oh, I'm sorry, not the amp, but the microphone wasn't plugged in to to record the sound from the amp. Okay. And, and I mean, you get a lot of uh, mistakes, and and or for <laughs> one time, um, when the pastor was done preaching, they were talking about church events, and the pastor gave me his microphone, but I didn't know it, I left it on, and we leave oh, the microphone no. on. And so you can hear my voice saying, "Hey, we're gonna go eat, you know, after church you know, and whatnot." I'm like, and then I, I, you know, one of the one of the brothers come up, like, "Dude, you have the microphone on." Oops, sorry, dude. That's not <laughs> that's not the worst thing that could have happened. That's true. Uh, that's true. I've seen there's this there's this video going around YouTube. Uh, 
of this 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 pastor that gets up gets up to to start preaching uh-huh. and he starts hearing this this sound and it's the uh it's the guy that had just done the announcements uh in the in the restroom oh. <laughs> he had left <laughs> he had left his microphone on and the pastor's sitting there oh, man. and he's like i don't know what that sound is oh man i have a pretty good idea <laughs> And I'm going to ask somebody to go make sure his microphone gets turned off before it goes any further. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would be a bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you would never. I mean, I would have to leave. I'd have to switch churches at that point. I mean, oh, like, I'm yeah. never, I'm never <laughs> living this down. True. This is, oh, that's. Yeah. So it oh, could have been worse. That's could true. Have been way worse. That's yeah. true. I feel better now. I feel a little better about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, hey, well, we are coming to the end of our time, which means that it is time for Monday Hot Takes. This is when I ask you a bunch of random questions and you give me the first thing that pops into your head. You ready for these? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Favorite movie? Star Wars. Like just all of them? All seven? All, all of them. I'll take all oh. seven. Yeah. Dude, Even all right. Even the prequels. Even the My prequels. man. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I get so much heat and so much. Oh, for liking the prequels, but it's my childhood. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, good man. All right, I knew we'd be friends. Uh, <laughs> favorite band or slash favorite artist? Shylin and oh, you know, I'll put Shylin and um, Brandon Heath. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. Uh, what's the best part about Mondays? Pancakes. Dude. Oh, there we go. Starting out right. Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. Tea? Oh, all right. All righty. Not a big coffee drinker, huh? Oh, I'm not. My wife is, but I'm not. Okay. All right. No, I'm the same. Uh, let's see. What is something about current Christian culture that is annoying to you? Okay. So I get annoyed when – this is just me personally. So I get annoyed yeah. when uh, um, if it takes me a while to wake up on a Sunday, especially if I have to get there early. Okay. And so there's some brothers, you know, they're a little hyped up on Sunday and sometimes it takes me a little bit. And, and for me in that, at that point, I'm like, give me about <laughs> 10, another 10 minutes. And I'll be up I'm not, I'm not a Christian yet. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. Hang on. Let me, let me get up there. <laughs> Sanctification hasn't yeah. kicked in for this morning. <laughs> hang on. Let me press that button. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man. But see, what's the excuse when you're like that, like all week? Is this the oh, question, man. right? Yeah. Uh, repent. <laughs> then you repent. You in <laughs> That's right. You got that. Don't look back. Don't look back. <laughs> oh man. Uh, favorite theologian. RC Sproul. All right. Favorite food. Pizza. Pizza. All right. Least favorite. Seafood. Really? Okay. Really? Well, yeah. I guess in Arizona you can afford to that. You're not getting much fresh seafood no, down not. there in Arizona, no, right? It's, it's hot down there. <laughs> it's hot down there, man. Don't order the fish. Yeah, don't get it. <laughs> don't order the fish. Uh, let's see. What's the best vacation place for you? New York City. Really? Oh, okay. cool. Okay. New York. All right. Uh, have you ever walked out of a theater? And if so, why? I have actually. Um, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Um, I don't even need to ask you why yeah. you walked out of that movie. Yeah, you don't have to. You just, I just walked out. At what point did you walk out? Or maybe that's maybe we'll just leave that. Maybe we'll just leave that. You know what? Repent. Yeah. Move on. Move on don't look back. Don't look back. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um. Let's see. What's the best Christmas present you've ever gotten? Mm. Turntables, actually. Oh, there you go. Tables, yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
What was your childhood dream job? FBI agent. <clears throat> really? Really. Special yeah. agent. I grew up watching the X-Files, so I was like, you know what? I want to be like Moeller and Scully. Just walking around, you know, investigating and whatnot. <laughs> All right. All right. What's your go-to karaoke song? Um. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Gangster's Paradise. Right. <laughs> actually, you know what? Oh, uh, Beatles, actually. Beatles, Paperback oh. Writer. I'm going to go old school. Did not see that going. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Very cool. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Never go to bed with your wife mad at you. My grandpa told okay. me that. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> yeah, true. true. That's yep. very true. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. When you get into heaven. Other than Christ, of course, mm. who's the one person that you're looking forward to meeting? Oh, man, there's a bunch. Uh, but for me, uh, the Apostle Paul. Okay. Definitely. All right. Definitely. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, man, um, we are kind of at the end of time that we've got. Well, not the end of time, hopefully. Well, actually, we might be. You never know if you're That's dispensationalist. True. <laughs> we, might, we, might, we might be here. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I'm, I'm with R.C. Sproul in, in when he says, you know, if the rapture is real and Jesus does come back, I, I'm not going to complain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not That's smart true. enough to work all that through. Uh, um, hey, real fast, give uh, give our listeners kind of the the go round on on uh, where they can find you. Some pro- any projects you have going? Uh, we want to know where we can find those beat tracks. Uh, roll out the red carpet for you, man. Tell us where we can find you. Definitely, you can find me on uh, uh, DJ Mike Five on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. Just type in DJ Mike Five, and you'll see me DJing, whether it be at a conference or in my bedroom. Um, I do a, I do a, uh, well, I'm going to start doing a weekly, uh, uh, mix show, uh, live mix show for him show. I'm calling it like that. Um, basically scratching and, and playing Christian hip hop on Facebook. Um, I'm also having a website coming up pretty soon here. Um, and also I have a project that's, that it's called reform scratches, um, that I'm going to release pretty soon. It's a free, it's going to be a free mixtape. Um, have, have one of the brothers from, uh, wrath and grace. It's going to be on there. Uh, brothers from here, from Yuma, and uh, it's going to be really good. Reform scratches. Reform scratches. I'm Reform looking forward scratches. to that. Who, who are you getting from uh, Wrath and Grace? Uh, uh, Plain James. Oh, Plain James. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I think it was either Plain James or uh, uh, what's the other guy for the, uh, Mario? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Yeah. Esco. Yeah. Esco. Yeah, him. Yeah. Esco. Yeah. 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 There we go. So cool, man. Well, hey, Mike, it has been uh, a lot of fun. Definitely. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast, man. This was this was a blast. Thanks for thanks for being on with me, man. Thank you for uh, bringing me to the show, too. Thank you. So, hey, everyone, you can head over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five star rating if you don't mind. Helps us out. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast. We are there. You can head to Facebook.com/slash Everyday on Monday and. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us in the trenches today. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next step of Every Day a Monday.